That is so retrograde. I am Elizabeth Cott, and today Stephanie Simbari is on the East Coast living her dream, filming a movie. Hi, Stephanie. So in her place, we have former talent agent, current life coach. You know him from the Waking Up With Ryan emails. I know him as my favorite person to talk to on the phone while I'm driving. This is Ryan Weiss. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here Thank again. you for coming back. Uh, I think, you know, you're, you're so great on the phone. I thought you'd be a great co-host. That's awesome. I mean, we should just probably start recording our phone conversations in the car. That could work. Yeah, they're far more explicit than what we're about to present to you now, so... Well, maybe. I don't know. We oh, don't yeah. know where Who this do- is going yet. Uh, we have the freedom. <laughs> let's let's get into it. Let's just do this. Yeah, pretty sure last time I was here, we talked about having sex with Jesus. Right. So who knows what this will go? Who knows? Yeah. I do know that it is our 13th episode. Congratulations. I know. 13. That's huge. I remember when you were first discussing starting this, mm-hmm. and I could not be more proud to see what you guys have cultivated. I love listening to the episodes. Thank I love you. listening to your guests, and I'm just so proud of you. What's your favorite episode been? Um, probably the one I did before, where we talked about morning practice. Um, and no. fucking Jesus. And I also really <laughs> love the feng shui episode, because I actually implemented a lot of that into my new home that I just moved into, into Panky Canyon. Amazing. You yeah. should know that that was, funnily enough, our first episode that uh-huh. went to air. Most people don't know this. We did a, over 10 episodes that have never been heard I think that maybe there needs to be a best of at one point because there's some good gems in there. But I digress. So 13th episode. 13 is like an important number in many religions, in numerology. We actually have Angie Banneke on. Oh, we love Angie Banneke. A bit later. And we're going to talk about the significance of 13. Also, we're about to hit another retrograde. So we're going to talk about both of those things. But On the subject of 13, Ryan Weiss, what were you like when you were 13? Fabulous and free and fun and pheromonal. I just keep having an image to my bar mitzvah walking down the sidewalk with my two sisters. I'm a triplet. And we were like strutting our stuff with our talits on. Mm -hmm. Um, Those are the... Scarves with the fringe. The scarves, the (laughs) Jewish scarves. If you want to go fashion with it. Uh, and I was like throwing mine in the air and like walking like down the catwalk. Fancy free. Um, and I had acne and my voice hadn't quite changed yet. Interesting. My bat mitzvah, I was clad in BB. Yes. Both suit and dress. You know, it's weird because we did a brunch after my bat mitzvah for grownups and the following week was the party. So for the kids. And so it was a little weird. So none of my friends really showed up to the service. Mm. So, you know, that I think I kind of every time I have an event or party, I always think no one's going to show up because of that. But that's another <sighs> show. But I will tell you guys a fun fact. Britton Shea, our producer, was actually at my bat mitzvah. No. Because we met when we were five years old and continued to go to Hebrew school together. She had actually the most fun bat mitzvah of all of them. It was a weekend away at summer camp. Stop it. Yeah, she's in New York right now. We're Skyping with her. She's listening to this. She just did like a little like hand raise. Like, yep, that was mine. It was the coolest bat mitzvah. And by the way, speaking of Britain, she and I used to work together in the agency days. And it's incredible how these relationships always come back together. The universe is really insane right now. Speaking of synchronicity in the universe, our guest today, Angie Banneke, and I were in the same yoga class, didn't even realize it. I turned around and I see her beautiful face. And this is someone who's been a dear friend of mine for a number of years, 
we all were in Israel with one another. And then, you know, you just run into someone who you adore without planning, and that's always, like, really weird. So <laughs> we planned this. We have Angie Vanicky on the show, an incredible tarot card reader, and I would say astronologist. I don't know. I just made that word up. Welcome Wait, to I the love sh- that word. <laughs> Welcome to I'm the gonna show. I'm going to start using it. So this is our 13th show. What were you like when you were 13? Ooh, 13. I was getting into trouble in the most innocent way. I think that would describe my All right. 13th year. And if I could just jump in, I don't believe that Angie was even on the planet when she was 13 because I'm pretty sure she's an alien. <laughs> and like, just like morphed onto the planet and is, and is fooling us all that she's human. Could be. So your jig is up. <laughs> what, what planet am I from? I don't know, Xenu or something. <laughs> it's our 13th show. And this caught my attention in that the number 13 is kind of consistent throughout many religions and ideologies, numerology, Judaism, Christianity, you name it, it kind of exists within. So um, just wanted to t- get the astro insights on it from you, Angie, and Ryan Weiss, who has a lot of rabbinical blood in his family. <laughs> so, so much. So many. You know, you're the expert. So <laughs> I found some interesting things uh, online about the significance of 13. Well, so... Like Elizabeth mentioned, it's when we become bar bat mitzvah, which is when in the Jewish faith you become a man or a woman and you're now held responsible to the laws that the, the that adults are held responsible to. So that's the first thing. This was really interesting that I found here in Jewish numerology, because in Judaism, words also have a certain numerological value. And the words ahava, which means love, and echad, which is the number one, equal 13. One love equals 13. That's cool. And then according to Kabbalah, the number 13 is significant because it, I'm just going to read this, it indicates the ability of the Jewish people to rise above the influence of the 12 signs of the zodiac. So the 12 plus 1, obviously 13, it, it's like the, the Jewish people don't have to be bound by the influences of the cosmos and can make their own decisions as a people. I That's cool. That. Yeah. Banneke, what you got? Well, in the tarot. So I kind I of gave everyone at... homework. <laughs> <laughs> well, I automatically think when I hear 13, I picture the death card because mm-hmm. in tarot, in the major archetypes, the number 13 card is the death card. And... Um, 13 and sort of tying in the numerology and astrology is um, a card of upheaval, but it also, 3 plus 1, is 4, and so it's also a moment of rest and sort of future planning and thinking about, so within this upheaval, if you think of death and transformation, within that upheaval, you kind of move to a place of like, okay, what's next? Where do I want to go with this? What what does this mean, and, and where's the change taking me? Interesting. So... When the number shows up in various ways, is that kind of when we look to the number? How is it in, from that sense, like where is it that that applies, like on the 13th day? or I think we can look at numbers and patterns and everything. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so on, on the 13th or around the 13th, we might notice what feels like is moving or what's that upheaval for us? What, what is transforming? What are we looking to, to change? And yeah, and then planning for that future. So it could be the 13th day. It could be the, I guess you could even say it could be the 13th hour. Mm-hmm. So at one o'clock, <laughs> um, lunchtime. <laughs> what like what am I going to go back and make happen? Um, yeah. I, I think there's the numbers. It's kind of like infinity, how you, how you might 
um, apply it. Apply that, yeah. It's a beautiful thing to think about. In addition to, we have a retrograde coming up, May 19th through June 11th. So this is the second one of 2015. We actually launched our first show with the topic of feng shui and as in applying how retrograde is an opportunity to redecorate. So now I kind of wanted to just add a little bit more context and a little bit more color to this concept that I feel is so often kind of like a buzzword, right? And Mm -hmm. it's almost, the name of our show is that so retrograde in that it's a little bit mocking the term and kind of mocking the energy of like, ugh, blaming it on retrograde. But there is some truth to that. I love, and I think Angie, it was you one time in a conversation said to me that Retrograde is an opportunity for the re. So it's revisiting, it's retooling, it's reassessing. It's Things are coming back around. But what about this specific one, Angie? Do you think we, we can help guide us through a time that tends to be a little bit tumultuous? I think technology tends to be on the fritz. Things We're told not to sign contracts. All of these things that can be binding um, are advised in an astrological sense to not be done. Right, to not to kind of look back on things and decide how to move forward. And what's really cool, I did a little research on this coming up Mercury retrograde, and um, this one is kind of special in that in addition to that looking back, it's wanting us to look at this as a time of healing and use it for, I mean, I read about like yoga and retreat. And so while doing the Rees, mm-hmm. we also get to work on – they. It even mentions herbal medicines, like really maybe even like refocusing inward and how we're going to use some of these maybe newer tools to us um, in moving forward. And and also, so I realized like, oh my God, I have a trip booked. Like, great. This means I'm going to be stuck at the airport or there's going to be delays. And everything I read um, about this Mercury retrograde, it's saying um, ignore the nonsense about travel during this one. Um, we're not going to be, it said maybe you can notice the station days. So I think that's like actually when it starts and ends, avoid travel if you can. But other than that, it doesn't sound like we're going to be affected, um, the way that we normally are, but really, um, noted. Yep. Again, this one's more about detoxing, which I, hmm. I feel like I'm going to note this one. I like, <laughs> I like this idea. Good anyway, note. I like that. Take some more of Ryan's. Next week, we actually have on uh, a nutritionist, so... There you go. There we go. So you're already... Focusing on cleansing. You're in line with the stars. Obviously. That is so retrograde. (laughs) (laughs) So health focus, checking in. What else can we know? Um, Let's see. What else did I find in my research? Um, Oh, it's a really good time for writing and studying the metaphysics and occult Mm -hmm. matters. So, What's an occult matter? I mean, that's like magic, right? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Occult. Yeah, mm-hmm. that makes sense. Um, um, Ryan. Yes. Your life coach. Yep. To that idea of writing and checking in, might you have a writing exercise? I, I that's actually a setup. We already talked about that he had a writing exercise. Full disclosure, folks. Um, yes. Talk to us about this writing exercise because I'm very inspired by it. Yeah, I'd love to invite everyone to explore this because, well, firstly, so. I um, assign this to every single person that I start working with for their coaching um, and for their mindfulness training. It's so important to have a vision for our life. And at the retrograde, this re-period, it's, it's really important to reimagine what life is possible for you. What, 
what what the vision for your life is. Because if we don't have a vision for the life that we most want to be living, how do we make decisions in the present moment? We need to make decisions based on what feels good now and whether or not it fits in with the life that we want to create for ourselves. So um, it's a great point of reference. So I recommend <laughs> that you write a day in the life of your perfect vision. So I woke up this morning and where did you wake up? And who did you wake up with? What does it feel like to be waking up in this space? Do you have a yoga practice? Where are you going to work? Who are the people there that you're working with? What kind of passion projects are you working on? How, how is it affecting the world? Are you making a dent in the universe? You can get the point. You go step by step by step. Get deep and specific. Deep and specific. And focus on how you feel as you're writing it so that... Um, you really feel the magic of the potential of the life that you can be living using all affirmative language. My recommendation <laughs> is that you frame this and you put it by your bed and go back and listen to the episode that we did together about morning practice because after your morning practice and you've done your breath work and you've done your mantra work and you've woken yourself up to be inspired today, then read this vision and take a moment to feel what it feels like to be living this life so that you can attract the opportunities that will lead to that. And I would venture to guess that in all of these ideal days that we map out for ourselves, they're not hard to attain. Like that's the one thing that I always find when I do this exercise is I can actually do that. And it's kind of a nice way to kind of balance out like the choices I'm making in my day. Is it leading? Is it lending to the ideal way that I want to feel? Or is it detracting from that? Yeah, Tony Robbins says happiness is based on having a vision for your life and then knowing that you're taking steps to the accomplishment of it. Did you just Tony Robbins drop on the That's <laughs> Already Your Game podcast? Drop, dippity drop. The Tony, hey, yeah, above that. The idea is... If you don't have a vision for your life, how do you know whether or not you're taking steps toward it? So, so many people now are sort of like living life at the victim, as a victim of what's happening to them and sort of floating in the winds of time, sort of responding to things as a, instead of making proactive choices. So what I would also say to really boost this, if you really want to get out of your rut and like create a life that you're really passionate about is before you go to bed every night and thank you John Stein for this if you're listening before you go to bed every night write down three things you can do the next day to contribute toward the actualization of the life that you're wanting to live so that it becomes your little to-do list and then when you wake up in the morning you do your practice whatever, and then you do those three things over time it makes a profound impact I'm very respired by that <laughs> and you know can I just like Jump into my guest co-hosts. Because I think means. it's time to start our Roses and Thorns. Are you ready you, for that? Will you guest sing the theme song with me? I don't know if I know it. It's Roses, roses and, and Thorns. thorns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You did it. Yes. Ryan Weiss was in Wicked in New York and in Chicago. Not touring. Not just touring. so everyone knows. Yeah, please. Um, Roses and Thorns. For those of you who don't know, it's the high, the low. It can be personal. It could be something that's going on in the world. It can be whatever it is you want that caught your attention this week, good or bad. Who wants to start it off? 
Okay, you guys both just looked at me, so I guess I'll go, and I just got my thorn. Cool. Um, Angie, start it off. All right. So my, I'm going to start with my thorn, and that was losing, almost losing Betty White, my dog. And that was a huge, whew, that was my moment of having to face, I like had, I thought about death for a minute. I was like, what? Because I had just said right before I was talking to my friend about, like, I'm starting to be able to look at death in a different way. And then all of a sudden we were like, where's Betty White? But we found her and all is That's good. wonderful. And I have a new appreciation. And I'm so happy you found her. I will say if you're a magical being, your amazing dog, Betty White, is <sighs> that and then some. She's really great. And this is coming from me, and I don't like animals. So <laughs> judge on that for a second. But I do love Betty White, and I'm so she happy you, you found her. So that was my thorn. Okay. And... Um, my rose, I think, I have become more of a hermit. This tarot card thing has made me not, it's been harder for me to be social. And last night, like I mentioned, Nicole had her birthday at my house. And I just kind of like, I don't know how to say no to her. So a few days ago when she was like, I think I'm going to do my birthday at your house. I was like, yeah, great. And yesterday I was like, balloons, I made a cake. I- Angie is also <laughs> the teepee in her house, so it's like built-in party fun. And it was really cool. We had some people perform, and it just... I was like, oh, yeah, I love this. I love to be social. This is great. And it felt like a moment of, you can be both. You can be hermit, and you can be a social butterfly. (laughs) Truth. Ryan Weiss, what you got, baby? I just got back from New York, and the rose was, it was an incredible time. I was really busy teaching, running around, connecting to a lot of people. I felt like, ah, my presence really matters, and (laughs) I'm affecting change, and I'm making a dent in the universe, and that was really, really great. Um, and then I got back home to my mountain life. So then I got back home to Topanga Canyon where I just moved and it's so quiet. And it was like the thorn hit me of how, the moments where I'm like not really good at being a hermit and the discomfort of spending time by myself. But I got to the other side of it. So then the thorn became a rose again of like we spend time like tilling this, turning the soil and activating and working and making shit happen and really being able to find the value of sitting back and taking time and letting the work you've done keep working for you while you take care of yourself and relax. So for me, that thorn, that momentary thorn, turned back into a rose. Mazel tov. As they would say at your bar mitzvah when you're 13. Or bar mitzvah. Um, my rose is, it goes back to last week. We had our second... Stephanie Simbari and I uh, had our second comedy show that we put on together at 432 North Fairfax. We had Justine Marino, Stephanie did a set, Jackie Tone did a set, Sarah Silverman did a set, Neil Brennan did a set. It was such an amazing night. It was incredible. My parents happened to be in town and they got to go. And it was just so cool to see so many incredible people turn out in support of it like so many of our friends and have family there and have such an incredible show filled with laughter it was like oh I'm sorry Ben Glebe also sorry Ben heard he killed it uh he was amazing yeah he was incredible so that is a definite rose and the next show will be in June um and that's my thorn really that's my real <laughs> that thorn was that I was it. out of town and missed it well my thorn was that you guys weren't there just kidding I have another thorn Mad Men's ending and I'm devastated <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what I'm going to think about. I don't know what I'm going to talk about anymore. All good things must come to an end, but I am not ready. And I just started rewatching the seventh 
season just to like stretch it out, but I, which I highly recommend because rewatching that program, it really kind of adds color to and context to like what is happening in story development because it's so well thought out. That's how I'm dealing with this thorn of an ending. But I guess we'll see what happens on Sunday, and I guess I'll talk about it on our next show. Dope. At, at nauseum. Are those, are those tears in your eyes? Maybe. <laughs> I really thought your voice was I, It is. It is. Well, it's so funny. So my uncle is correlated with a studio downtown, Los Angeles Center Studios. And when I was visiting Los Angeles from college, I visited the set first season. And then I'd never seen the show or anything. And then the third to last day of filming, I went and visited because I called in a favor to the head of the studio. And I was like, hi, I'm a super fan and I need to go. So I got to go into the costume department and see the set and like the whole thing. And it was such a fan out moment. It was like, I'm a tourist from the Midwest and I'm here to like experience the situation. But I did get a Sterling Cooper and partner's pen and mug that are my two favorite things that I own. That's so sweet. That's my Mad Men rant. I would like to know, Ryan Weiss, where can we find you on the internet? Um, so my favorite thing is Instagram. Really loving that. What's that? Um, it's this really cool like Facebook for photos. Ooh, Pretty simple. I'll check it out. Yeah, check out the Insta. It's at Waking Up With Ryan. Also, if you want to jump on my email list, I send out an email every single morning to help you wake up in the morning, and that is wakingupwithryan.com. And we'll have a link to that on the That's So Retrograde blog. Angie. You can find me on the Instagram as well. Cool. Angie Banneke. How can people find you if they'd like to do a reading with you? Well, I have a website, angiebanneke.com. It might be on... We're, we're in the process of making some changes. It's a, so it's having you can't a, find me this week. You'll find me next week. A redo. A new, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, we're in the redo. Do I wait till, oh, I wait till June 11th to put up the new site? I'm ask, have to the ask the cards. cards. <laughs> yeah, ask the cards. But I would say no, don't wait. Okay. That's well, my feeling. And, or and, do it before the 18th. Yeah. Yes. Make and as always, you can find us on thatsoretrograde.com and on your various social media platforms at So Retrograde. And I said this last week, I'm going to say it again. If you like the show, share it with your friends. Share it with someone else who likes the show because I'm so proud of the information and the discussions that we have here and I just want everyone to listen to it. So do that if you like it. If you don't, then don't. Um, I'm Elizabeth Cott. Thank you so much for listening and uh, we'll see you next